love you. Welcome back, Couch Potatoes, to another lovely... What is this, a genre smackdown? I think it's a genre uh, smackdown. Yeah, right? yeah, we're doing a genre smackdown. Yep, that's what we decided yeah. upon. TV animation venturing out into movie genre. Y- yeah, yeah. I am the green traveler from Gorge. <laughs> <laughs> I am the faceless Leon. And yeah, we're talking about some... Uh, uh, I'll call them adult animated series... Which made their way to the theaters, and uh, that being The Simpsons mm, mm, and uh, Bob's Burgers. I would say, uh, oh, yeah. you know, people are probably pretty familiar with maybe the general lineup of these two, but maybe not right. less so Bob's Burgers. But if you don't know, like, at least something from The Simpsons, and you have been living in the States for the last 20 years, I don't know... <laughs> <laughs> you have you really haven't been living in the states. You are blind to culture. Yeah. yeah, The Simpsons has been on for like close to thirty years now. If it's if been, even longer than that, I think it like had its first initial run on like local television in the eighties. Here we're gonna pull it up. We're gonna pull up just how old The Simpsons is. Nineteen. Ugh, well, I don't want to say that. It says nineteen eighty nine, but I was looking at the wrong area. Thirty-three seasons though. Thirty-three seasons. And I think it was nineteen eighty-nine. That's just crazy, man. They've been off forever. The exciting thing that I was that that I was the exciting thing that I was. What I was excited about entering this this genre SmackDown was because. Back in 2007, when The Simpsons put out their movie, I watched that thing probably 15 times in a row. And I know it really was annoying my parents because I was watching I it, watch it every fucking day. Once we yeah, got over and over too. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember literally like finishing it and then going to the main menu and then playing it again. And mom being like, "What now? Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> and why I was excited though was because. I hadn't actually watched any of The Simpsons before the movie. Oh, really? I knew I knew the lineup. I've seen clips. I've watched right. every Treehouse Horror, but that was it. I just watched the Treehouse Horror episode, and that was about all. Wow. And it's the same thing with, the, with Bob's Burgers. I'd seen maybe three episodes, four episodes of Bob's Burgers before heading into this movie. And so, you know, it was, I was very excited to compare that experience, the experience right. of you know, I'm an individual who hasn't watched the shows, but I go in and watch the movie, and I'm going to let you know whether you can do that or not. There you go. There you go. That's what this show's about. That's what we said, at least, at the beginning. <laughs> it's about a lot of things. It's about life, but mostly movies and life. TV. Did I say this is Green Faces it's on a- the Couch podcast about movies and TV? I'm not sure. I, I think so. But if not, that's where we're starting. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so before we... But before that. Yes, yeah. Before we talk about these movies, uh, we have some uh, breaking news. <laughs> Welcome to Speculators, where we talk about movie news that... Uh, 
I think just the stuff that upsets us right now so far. No, 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 no. Yeah, we and weren't in, super upset. And in speculators. In speculators, I'm the faceless traveler and you're the green Leon. Oh my god. <laughs> just to make it more confusing. No. No, we're not doing that. We're not keeping that. That's not canon. No. I mean, we will keep it that. in the episode, yeah. but we're not going to keep that going forward. Yeah. And and we last time we did talk about stuff that we were excited about. So, I, I lied right out of the gate. This news channel lies to you. I'm sorry. That's true. Just like all the other ones. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's some crazy shit going on, though. Yeah. <laughs> there is some crazy shit. So, mostly, you know, last week, last time. We talked about some Marvel stuff that's going to happen. This time, I think we're mostly going to focus on uh, DC stuff, unless you brought something else. No, nope, no, nope. just the DC stuff. Okay, it's 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 upsetting. It is. Can upsetting. I say beforehand too that I, I think it was really hilarious because before all this shit went down, about a week and a half ago or, or more, I sent you and some other of our friends. Uh, a, a little meme, a little comic where it's just like what Marvel's doing. And it's like all these big projects and all these big plans. Uh-huh. And it's a picture of like a guy just poking a stick at DC. Like, come on, do, do something. something. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did something. All right. They went and they did something. sure did something. And I am upset about it. So uh, the first news that is news, I would say, is that they just straight up axed the Batgirl project. The production yes, was they done. Did. Uh, they were doing, you know, I'm sure there was still some editing to do, so maybe that's not the right thing to say. Filming was done. It had been done for a bit. I, I, I think I think it's apt to say that the production was done because post-production is the editing and stuff. Like, right. I'm pretty sure, maybe maybe there were some reshoots <clears throat> still needed. I'm not maybe. sure about that. But, but I think you're right. I think production was done on this cut. They, and- Cut and wrapped. What I heard is basically it's there's a finished Batgirl movie out there, and they're like, uh, this being Warner Brothers Discovery, just they're like, nah, we're gonna use this particular film as a tax write off. And yeah, yeah, and I'm sure it's pissed a lot of people off. And I just want to get out there and say, like, doing that. To this movie, I think is so strange. You said that it was testing poorly. I I didn't I didn't quite yeah, see that. I, one in my from a business perspective, I completely understand that because the other the other news story we want to talk about tying into the Batgirl stuff is how they're keeping on with the with Ezra Miller's That's the right. Flash movie, That's despite right. all of his bullshit. And what I was telling you beforehand is, and, and I am not defending Warner Bros. I want I want that known up right. front. Uh, but from a business perspective, because I'm a kind of person that I, I try, I really do try to put myself in other people's shoes and see it from their right. side, see why they made the decision yeah. they made. Batgirl was known that it was going to suck. And, and that was even before testing because it had been passed off to like three or four different directors. Sure, when a movie has sure. that happen during production, you know it's going to be awful because you're going to get a lot of different styles that are trying to mesh. It's like Zack Snyder's. Justice League, you know, when Joss Whedon came in and just axed everything and decided he's going to make his own film. Makes it messy. Yeah. Makes it muddled. And Joss Whedon was the first director, I think, on Batgirl. And then he just dropped away and then they had, like, other people come in. Well, that was, that and first like, I think, drop away was probably a good thing. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> it had so much change and way too much, li- like, liquidity. That might not be a right. good word for it, but, like, I it, went to a it church wasn't going to be good. Church when- 
when I was growing up for a little <laughs> while. Uh, it started out being a vineyard church, and then for some reason we lost charter with them. I'm not entirely sure what happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> a vineyard church. I like that. <laughs> but, yeah, from a business perspective, though, it's doing bad. You know it's going to flop. You already had the plan to just drop it on HBO Max instead of putting it into the theaters. Right. So you knew you weren't going to make the, what was it, $90 million budget for Batgirl? I don't know. Yeah, $90 million. That is a lot. So it's like, that's a crap ton of money, too. Yeah. But like, you know, but that, just but that's drop the it thing. for a tax They're write-off. just wasting it. Like, what? how much are yeah. they making on this tax write-off? I, I don't know. It can't right. be the full amount. It had to be. It had to be more than what they thought their their uh, procession okay, or whatever listen, you want to call it. Their their earnings would be. Many fucking nerds have bought HBO Max just so they can watch all the DC stuff on there. Right. Our yeah, hands are up. I mean, <laughs> My, mine wasn't, but I would definitely would have watched it when they dropped it on HBO Max, yeah, even though I knew it was going to be a shit show. Yeah, we would have talked about Harley it. Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. I watched. Right. I watched Suicide Squad. Damn it! Like I'll stick through anything. That's right. We did watch that, but we—that's because we are suckers for the mask and cape. Not to say that I've seen every single, like, off-brand superhero movie, because Lord knows yeah. I have not. That, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean... There's some I've seen. I wanted, I wanted <laughs> to say that I have seen them all, but I'm like, nope, that's that's too bold of a statement. I can't make that statement. That's too big of a statement. But this was too Batgirl, too. Like, Batgirl is, like, my second yeah. favorite female superhero in the DC... Uh, right? Like, I mean, I guess Catwoman's an anti-hero, so that would make Batgirl the first... My my first favorite. Well, there you go. So, yeah, I love Catwoman though. Well, <laughs> yeah, and I really wanted to see uh, Leslie Grace's interpretation, and you know, it seems from what I saw, the uh, co-directors uh, and the star are both very sad oh, that yeah. it happened, and they were not consulted at all. It just it just happened. Yeah, I feel like they kind of like had yeah. that moment where uh, you know, do you remember when? Uh, uh, the FBI, the the head of the FBI, I can't remember his name right now, but like when, when Trump fired him and he found out because the TV was on in the room and it was just like, so-and-so was just fired as head of the FBI. And he was like, what now? <laughs> was I then? Oh, shit, really? Yeah, it's kind of like, that was pretty much what happened to Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala. Sorry for uh, butchering your names there. Uh, but they were the co-directors, and and also, of course, Leslie Grace and all the cast. Like, I don't think anybody had a heads up that this was right. being axed. And it's just sad. Oh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, and, uh, and it was. Yeah, it had to be sad. Uh, it, it was. It was very anticipated film, uh, at least on my account, because I, you know, we're superhero nerds, right. like we have. You all know. Yeah, I can't. But s- we don't have that many movies that. Are the female lead right? Uh, nor that many that aren't uh, a, a white lead, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. It would have been nice to see see them do this film. I mean, for for other reasons also. Like I, again, I wasn't expecting anything out of it. I'm gonna be honest. Right. I kind of expected a shit show, <clears throat> I, but I would have been down sure. for a shit show. It's nice to bitch on something for a long time, but I want I right. want the opportunity yeah. to do that. <laughs> It's, and the creators right. deserve yeah. the opportunity to have that it happen just, to them. 
It just seems like that there could have been another shit movie that they could have shelled for this tax oh, write-off. And nobody would have cared, but they picked a fucking franchise movie that people have been talking about for quite some time. Yeah, like I mean, there's, there was big I, things about it, too, because you had, again, uh, J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. We've only got him in, like, right, back. bit roles so far. We haven't gotten to see him be That's James right. Gordon. Uh, the big one, Michael Keaton was going to be in it. Why? I don't know yeah. why he was, but I was happy to hear it, and I wanted right? it. I wanted it, too. That would have been super and it, You know, cool. it wasn't that long that I had learned that that was the case before this got canceled. Right. And that is one of the reasons why I'm very sad. Yeah. It's like, I just got pumped about that, and then they, they ripped it away from me. Another thing they ripped away uh, from And you. I'm sure Michael Keaton's pretty upset about it, too. He's yeah, like, he- hey- definitely has to be upset like even if it was a bad movie like you don't want to see that happen right man that's also this is another sad thing um ivory aquino or aquino uh would have been playing alicia yeo who is a best barbara's best friend and it says here that uh alicia yeo would have been the first major transgender character in a dc film so Man. There's another sad thing going on. So many opportunities missed. Another thing they ripped from us, too, so was that uh, Brendan Fraser would have had his second DC Comics role, because he would have been playing Fireflies. Yeah. I want that, too. That would have been fun. There's so much of this one. That would have been real fun. I have been watching Doom Patrol, so I'll, wa- I'll talk about that uh, uh, in our nice. in Bangers and Hash sometime, which is our uh, patron-only show so if you're interested in that please check out our patreon patreon.com slash green famous i'll say it again because i stuttered patreon.com slash green and faceless thank you yeah yeah (laughs) we all we definitely appreciate you heading on down there because everything helps and we love making this show and we Mm -hmm. do it for you guys so thank you couch potatoes that's right uh but have you seen thank you brendan frazier's uh latest role in the darren aronofsky film He's playing, he's, it's, it's called The Whale. No, I haven't. I don't, I, I feel like I he had, I don't feel like out. he gained this much weight, but he plays a 600 pound guy. And like, oh, yeah, look, look that up real quick. Look up Brendan Fraser Whale. You got a picture of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My gosh, man. Well, you could tell for the pictures of him, like on the carpet, that he did gain some weight. Oh, yeah. But I don't know that he gained all that much weight because that's not healthy. I don't think. Yeah, he I hope not. I don't so. think he gained six hundred. I just don't know how much. Well, like obviously, he wouldn't have gained six hundred. Right. But yeah, it's well. I will. I'll watch that because I am all about bringing Brendan Fraser back. He was one of my favorites yeah. growing up. And I like Darren Aronofsky. He's a bit weird. Yeah. But who's also yeah. weird? Our bigger, our other, uh, our other headline. <laughs> There's a good segue for you. They. They are a little weird. Uh, it's becoming more and more uh, evident that they are so. Yeah. Um, Ezra Miller has been just all over the place recently, very erratic in their behavior, this spanning throughout the, the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, so it's not really news that this has been going on. Had a lot of allegations come out about uh, uh, abuse and also grooming young people. Ugh. Gosh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What is upsetting to us 
is that they shelved the one movie that we were looking forward to. And not to say that we weren't looking forward to The Flash. I've been looking forward to The Flash for quite some time. But uh-huh. after this behavior that should probably lose this person's career, uh, sacri- ruin their career rather, or send them to jail, it... it it could, it should have shelved this movie. If oh, yeah. I don't know that it, sh- if that's necessarily true, but enough people are going to be upset about it that they don't want to go see this movie either. Right. Like, just recast it and do a different movie. Like see, your your universe is falling apart anyways. Don't <laughs> don't worry about it. But see, their, their plan is to make I, I feel like the, I don't know if this is true their plan seems like it, the flash is going to be their their like avengers movie where they like they they okay. they kick through to the multiverse and when they come back once he you know once they do the uh the flash paradox or whatever it's called uh flashpoint paradox right. once you do that story then you can create your new universe then dc yeah. can be like okay breath of fresh air we can reset backfuck is gone we got Robert Pattinson as our Batman now. You know, like that. I think that's what yeah. their plan was, and that's all good. They can still do that, but instead of Ezra Miller, maybe recast them for Grant Gustin, the CW Flash, because uh, I really like him. And and it's their last season. They're ending the show exactly. Yeah, and then it just rolls right in into this oh. the the the. WB cinematic universe. What the fuck else? Like, what do they call it? <laughs> uh, DCEU, I think. DC, DC Extended Universe. Extended Universe. Okay. It's really dumb. Uh, yeah, it's really stupid. Yeah. Well, I guess it's better than DCCU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, I don't know. The whole, I've been adamant about this forever. I love DC Comics. That I like DC Comics more than I like Marvel Comics. Uh, I, Marvel comics are just so fucking hard to break into. DC has had so many right. more events and and jumping on points that it's so easy to get into DC comics. You know, if like if I want to tell somebody how to get into Batman, I say, oh, read the new Fifty Two, starting with Scott Snyder, finish off with Tom King. You've broken the door. Go back and read whatever the fuck you want now. You know, right. it's like you get a good taste of who Batman is in those two authors' runs, and like, and, and it's like. Once you finish those two author runs, then you have a fucking plethora of more authors before them right. who all had their own perfect runs. Marvel, on the other hand, if you want to break into Marvel, at least from my experience, it's going to cost you a goddamn fortune because their shit <laughs> is out of uh, syndication. And so if I want to find, like, you know, Ultimate Spider Man right. Volume 23, it's going to cost me 250 fucking dollars. Like, and you know they used to be pretty good about having the stories available. Yeah, it's the cinematic universe I think that's made it like that. They're way I think they're they're holding back some stories until they get hyped up more through the cinematic universe, and then they're gonna and then you know, give them release new those. Editions. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for that though. You know, honestly, if it, if it yeah. makes it easier for me to collect them, then fine. But like it's it's been a pain in the butt. Let me tell you, I've been trying to give Marvel its due. But when it comes to the cinematic universe, Marvel's figured it the fuck kicking out. Kicking the ass, yeah, yeah. They're kicking and the DC ass. is 
DC is just floundering like crazy because they can't figure the fucking formula out. You know, like, well, we succeeded with Wonder Woman and we succeeded with Robert Pattinson's The Batman and we succeeded to an extent with Aquaman because people (laughs) kind of liked Aquaman. They had fun with it. They don't remember it at all, but they had fun with it. (laughs) Speaking of uh, Aquaman 2, will co-star Ben Affleck as Batman. I heard that. I heard that. That's weird. Yeah. I'm okay with it though, but it's... Yeah, I am okay with it, but it does seem weird because I wanted I wasn't sure if you're aware of it because you kept on saying like replace Ben Affleck with Rob Pat. Yeah. And I'm like, I think that might just be non sequitur as of right now until it, they it do is. this flashpoint. Thing. I'm I'm giving them the the idea. I'm telling them right now if they want to save this universe, they use Flash as a flashpoint paradox. Right. And it, once that story is wrapped up, no more Batfleck. Sorry, Ben Affleck. You were fine. It's not but necessarily it, his fault. <laughs> it's not. It's not his fault, no. But no more Batfleck, and we go with Rob Pat, because Rob Pat is pretty damn good. He's pretty I good. I like that the version, yes. I I kind of want him to have the tech back. The tech is fun. Like, you know, I I want it to be more of the Chris Nolan tech than, say, the Val Kilmore tech. (laughs) (laughs) I like him having tech, I do. But I also like Batman just being a a badass who doesn't need that shit. Right. I do. I do like that. I mean, it's it's nice because he's starting out and he's like, okay, he's trying to figure out what's possible. And it does make him more of a grounded person character too but we're not here to talk about the batman we're still talking about ezra miller who today was (laughs) (laughs) let me pull this up let me just make sure i got i feel like it happened months ago but we just like you mentioned uh, we got we got this news today been charged with a felony in vermont caught on surveillance like in the justice league movie (laughs) stealing bottles of liquor from a resident like it wasn't even in a store i guess jesus yeah it's like i I don't know they're crazy man yeah i don't know know if it's the fame's gotten to their head or what but like and i feel for them i mean i do I, I hope that they get help figure it out, but man, it's uh, that's <laughs> it's been <Yeah>. something. <laughs> it has been it's been crazy, and you know, okay, I don't want to advocate for more blonde hair, blue eyed white people getting jobs. Yeah, but I don't know why no interpretation of the Flash live action at least has made him blonde hair blue eyes because that's that's the flash that's been that Barry Allen the since flash. you know that, since that his is creation. true but maybe it's, it's, they're just you know afraid of the whole the whole nazi thing i just, know i get it like and that's the thing yeah. is like i'm not at all advocating for it it's just it curious to me that every single time they've done it they've ignored like his main traits like when if they make if they ever do Wally West and like actually do uh ginger hair Wally West uh, um, like live action. I want to see Ginger Hair Wally West. I'll be actually kind of upset if they do Wally West and they don't make him Ginger. <laughs> Wally West is my second favorite DC well, comics character. Well, I do like people didn't know him being interpreted <laughs> as black as well. And I, I think do too. The guy, I don't remember the actor's name, but the guy who played him in the show, I did like his interpretation. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, uh, um, um, there is black Wally West in the comics at the same time that there's ginger haired Wally West. Right. They're from different universes or, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, Wally West, the ginger haired Wally West disappeared when it's, it's a long story. It was a reboot of of the, of the universe. (laughs) Wally West was gone. And then when Wally West came back with the rebirth era. So I think that concludes uh, speculators, and yeah. uh, I think what we're we going to go ahead. We oh, that's true. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think it's just the news that we call the speculators. I speculate um, that um, Warner Brothers done fucked up. I hope that if they do this Flashpoint movie, if this isn't the Flashpoint movie, I hope they don't cast Ezra Miller again for the movie. Agree. I think Gusting. they have uh, abused that privilege. That's what I'll yeah, say. Definitely. And now is I don't even know if we mentioned it. That was another. You know, people have been talking about it already. But that was like the big thing is you're gonna keep this uh, this individual film. You know, we're gonna keep the Flash with the the main uh, actor just going berserk right. in the media with all these like crazy um stories and and outrage outrageous like you know if if you did groom that person it's just disgusting right like but you're gonna cancel the female starring superhero film even if it wasn't doing well like it's just weird you're just gonna keep this yeah it is weird it is weird and you know uh to give some credit where it's to ezra miller is non-binary yes that is true so <clears throat> but his but it's their not flash exactly. is not though yes this is true the character is not that is true yeah, so it's like you're you're keeping the male uh star you know you're keeping the male headed film uh, you know in cur- terms of character only um over the the female starring film and it's just obviously i mean both of them are going to tank i think yeah i don't think either of these films are going to do good <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have hope for the Flash movie. I think it's going to be just another Not crazy gray point. Zack Snyder like thing. Yeah, and so it's, I mean point. DC just needs to just just cut all their losses. If they're cutting Batgirl, they need to just cut them all. Just be like, all right, we're keeping That's the true. Matt Reeves story. We'll give Patty Jenkins another chance on Wonder Woman. We'll see how Aquaman two does. But everything else, <laughs> we need to start fresh. We're just <laughs> we're just gonna do individual stories. Obviously, people are hungry to see these characters. We're just gonna do individual stories, and then maybe do some crossover stories later, and that and, will work. <laughs> indeed, indeed, and like you know, there are characters you can keep. You know, you can keep Jason Momoa's Aquaman. He's pretty badass. Yeah, you can keep Gal Gadot's like Wonder that. Woman. She's fucking great. Like, Great, yes. Though I would love to see some other people get the opportunity to play these characters, though, as well. So, especially since we have seen that you can have two different Batman franchises going on at the same time. Like, uh, I, do, I think there's like a, a third Batman, too. I mean, technically, Keanu Reeves played him in uh, DC League of Super Pets. Like. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, and Kevin Conroy, I think, played him this year in an uh, animated movie too. Like, okay, that's fair. I, but okay, but people, I I am kind of thinking 
more specifically people's faces behind I know, I know. I'm just like, I'm just like, like, wigged out of my mind that there's like four or five different Batman uh, Batman right yeah. now. I'm just like, man, that we can't weird. just decide at all. Yeah, <laughs> that is uh, but I, I do, I would especially, I, I love Gal Gadot as, as the character, as you said. Yeah. But I would love to see other women get the chance to play her. Or they do the Brazilian Wonder especially, Woman. Especially, yes! I, I wasn't thinking her specific, specifically, but I was thinking that we need to get like an actual Amazon woman in there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Just do it. Just do it. You know, yeah. also they can keep Margot Robbie's uh, Harley Quinn. I do enjoy her. Um, yeah, that said, I, do. I don't know if you saw, but they're doing Joker 2. I believe it's called Joker Folia 2. I don't know the That's language right. it's in, so I, I could completely destroy That's that French. language. It's it's in okay. French, but I don't know if you said it right either. I, I don't um, think I did at all. <laughs> but if you didn't see, mm-hmm. Lady Gaga is going to play Harley Quinn in there. Yeah. That's so, a good choice. You know, it's and a good if choice, it is yeah. musical, I'm, interested. I'm down for it. I mean, there were those like weird stance scenes with yeah. with the Joker, with, uh, with Phoenix. And I think that if she does sing, that that would be cool. I would be down for a Joker musical. What if it goes on Broadway? Uh, that's oh what I'm God. speculating. There we go. We brought it back around. That's speculators. You heard it here. <laughs> Let's close it out. It's got four <laughs> different theme songs. All right. I think it's time for a soda pop break, and then we'll come back to talk about movies. I agree. I love you. Did I seduce you? Did you seduce me? Were you playing with your ding dong while I was gone? No. Could you not hear me singing? Oh, I did hear you singing. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did hear you singing, but I didn't know you were trying to seduce me. What else would I be doing with that song? Well, I don't know, man. You know, I've always been kind of oblivious to that stuff. Unless I'm the one being flirty, then I'm obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, I'm actually the exact same way. You could be flirting to me and I just, it'll go all over my fucking head. <laughs> yeah. I'd just be like, damn, she's getting too close. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you getting so close to me? Because I think you're cute. Oh, well, yeah, you're real cute. I'd like to take you to dinner. <laughs> Why are you pursing your lips like that? Are you okay? Are you getting enough air? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need CPR? I can go find somebody to give you CPR. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I'm a fucking Gorshin. I don't get your goddamn lung systems. <laughs> <laughs> Which hole is it? <laughs> so welcome back <laughs> I gotta say that I feel really good after the, with the speculating yeah uh, yeah I feel I, I feel good. like we that's we vented good. a lot we got the energy up and running we're ready yeah. to dive right on in I think Simpsons is the most obvious choice it's older you know yeah of it's course got, it's got yeah. 15 it's years it's honestly on. a lot older than I thought it was Oh I, man, this I is like I can't believe it was 15 years ago. Honestly, for me, it's a lot younger than I thought it was because I thought I was much younger when I watched this on repeat. I was 14 human years fucking old. Yeah. 
I remember going to the theater and watching it. Yeah. Yeah. There was no there was no goddamn reason for me to be watching it over and over again like a child does his like favorite Disney show. <laughs> like I watched it so much. This humor was right up my damn alleyway. And it came out uh like maybe two or three months before Stephen King's Under the Dome book. Maybe that came out first. I can't remember. But like it I, <laughs> I remember it when came it came out. out. When, when, whenever, I remember like, thinking uh, no, actually, I recall watching it with somebody, and they're like, oh, The Dome! And they were like making fun of the Stephen King uh, book at the same time. So it had to have been before. What? But it came, like, they, they literally came out in the same year, though. Like, there was no way the either. Movie or the book? Uh, I'm talking, uh, oh, let's just find out. Because I, yeah. I thought the movie came out first. Uh, the movie premiered on july 21st book jesus it was published 2009 november 10th 2009 yeah the book came out after the movie by a couple years but the thing is like because i remember when i was reading it simpsons movie yeah that's yeah because i thought that was the case because i remember reading it afterwards and telling people when they asked me like why the fuck are you reading a book that's like 1200 pages because it's a thick boy like it is a honker and so he had to write it just simultaneously yeah like it was literally the exact same time he i think i even remembered in his like forward he's like Yes, you know, the Simpsons had their movie about a town being enclosed in a dome, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. He's just like, I was writing this years before that movie ever came out yeah, because it's, again, it's a 1,200-page book. Yeah. Like, I'm currently writing my own novel. I'm deep the fuck in it, and it's been two years of writing. And yeah. I'm not, no, you know, I'm nowhere near as, as good as Stephen King. He is yeah, a well, speed demon when he writes. Yeah, he, he exactly. Yeah, he he's uh, he is a typewriter himself. You know when they when they take the pictures of him for the cover, it's always from the chest up. <laughs> yeah. You don't see his his typewriter fingers. Stewie's <laughs> <laughs> just one giant type. That's gonna be that's gonna be his next novel. Is the writer who discovered he was just <laughs> like, a typewriter? I know that greeted faceless on the couch said that I was <laughs> a I've been writing this for years. Down. I've been writing this for, since 1997. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Oh my god. <laughs> it's ridiculous man i love Stephen king like obviously if i ever got the chance to talk to him that would send me over the moon that said he, there are some yeah. there are a lot of hilarious things uh but it, the, the his book under the dome is far more serious more focused on the drama as opposed yeah. to the comedic element of the simpsons <laughs> but there are a lot of similarities yeah but why are the, the simpsons of being under a dome under a dome there is so they find it they find it they do the reason they're set under a dome mind you is that uh springfield is polluted like fuck you know they're an environmental hazard their lake is just disgusting so disgusting that the band green day died in it when they were yeah, playing on their, right. on their lake. Da, 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 da. That's a good cover of it. 
Dude, I love that too. When they cut to, they cut behind the the singer's back and they show his teleprompter and it's just literally just saying mm-hmm. da 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 da. <laughs> yeah, in case <laughs> it's they the dumbest forgot. shit. I love that shit. That's some good jokes to me. See, that's the thing with The Simpsons too. Again, I haven't seen. I've seen a lot of the Treehouse Horror episodes, and I've seen I think maybe the first three seasons in total, and that's it. Like I haven't seen a lot of The Simpsons. But their humor, at least in this movie, is right up my alleyway. This is I never stopped laughing during this movie. Every single joke is so stupid and funny, and I'm just like, yes, this is precisely it. But mainly it's because of Homer. You know, Homer is the dumbest person in the world, and I love him. Mm-hmm. And he's so dumb that he uh, he spots a pig and saves the pig from being butchered. Um, I, I guess he saves it technically. I mean, it kind of just ran away and they're just like, ah, fuck it. We don't want to run after it. (laughs) He loves this pig so much. You know, he, he carries it around with him. He, uh, puts all of its poop into a pig silo or poop silo. And when he's, uh, forced to (laughs) throw the poop silo away because Marge is like, I don't want this in my house (laughs) (laughs) or around my house in any way. You have to take it down to the waste treatment center. You have to take it and properly dispose of it. And he yep. gets in line, and he's waiting to dump it off when he finds out that there's free donuts. So he does the one thing that would absolutely piss off his daughter. He dumps the pig silo, the poop silo, into the lake, causing environmental chaos. Such yep. a, a a toxic area, such a toxic atmosphere coming from the lake that the government has only one option out of their five options, and that's to <laughs> encase it into a dome. <laughs> That's right. Uh, there's because also a prophecy. <laughs> there's also oh, that's a true, prophecy. Yeah. That's true. From, from Abe Simpson, uh, the grandpa character of the show, and uh, he 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 starts uh, spouting this prophecy in the middle of church, and Marge starts to buy into it, and she starts seeing the signs everywhere. Eva, Eva. A thousand and, eyes, curly tail. It's it's a lot of fun. There's it. Yeah, it's fun from start to finish. I mean, that's uh, that's hard not to say that it's fun. And the thing with uh with the Simpsons and this whole episode or this whole movie just feels like you know an elongated episode. None of it feels slow. It's very fun, fast paced, and very you know pretty witty at times. Right. Um, but like the the thing is with their episodes. There's a very clear, like, three-act structure in each of their episodes. And they don't seem like those acts would have anything to do with each other. But because of the actions that happen in them, they directly lead to the next right. act. And, you know, it's just, like, it, it's very weird. You know, there's there's a lot of jokes, especially with Family Guy, how they just, like, pull three things from a, from a hat and be like, all right, well, these are the jokes we're doing. You know, and it's kind yeah. of similar with The Simpsons, where it just feels like they pull three random story ideas and, like, all right, that figure out how to South connect them. That Park's joke, right? I think so. I think it was a South Park yeah. joke. But they were making fun of Family Guy. But I see it with The Simpsons, too, because it seems like a lot of times with The Simpsons, you look at Act 3 and you're just like, how the hell would Act 3 come from Act 1? <laughs> and then you yeah. watch the episode and you're just like, oh, okay. You know, we like I had a class in college that was specifically about that, where we watched two episodes of The Simpsons. And it's just like, you know, if you're given Act 3 and then given Act 1... How would you make them connect? Because there just doesn't seem right. like there should be any way they would connect. <laughs> As you said, there's the prophecy at the beginning. 
once that's pretty much solved by the end of Act 1, and then Act yeah. 2 is the dome, and then Act 3 is running away and then coming back to the dome. <laughs> right. I mean, Act act the running away kind of blends into Act 2 as well. Like, you know, there's not really that's a strong cutoff point, but it's, it's uh, just hilarious. I would say, yeah, I'd say the end of Act 2 is when... Uh, they abandon Homer. The, yeah, they abandon yeah. Homer. I was trying to say in a way to not spoil anything. Oops. So, like he <laughs> said, there's some running away, and I, I do want to say that's because the town finds out, obviously, that he dumped the pig silo in there. So they, they come <laughs> to go kill him. Name on it. <laughs> yeah, I won't... It, it, <laughs> It comes up on the news and he says, well, that could be anybody's pig silo. And, and Marge is like, hmm. And, and then it turns around on the crane and it says, if found, return to Homer Simpson. No reward. <laughs> the no reward is the best. I love Homer. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyhow. One of my favorite. One of my they, favorite jokes of like all time is a Homer Simpson joke, and it's when he's like driving down the road, and I think he's like eating a hamburger or something, but he sees a sign up ahead. It's a billboard sign, and it says "Die," and he's like, "Oh!" And then the wind <laughs> blows the tree away, and it says "Diet," and then he's like, "Ah!" <laughs> Just terrifying. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, the man is solely motivated by uh, beer and food. Indeed. Um, Duff yeah. mm, beer. But he does learn a valuable lesson in this movie. Uh, as in most <laughs> Simpsons <laughs> episodes, there's a lesson to learn. Right. Um, <laughs> I laugh, but sometimes there is. <laughs> it's true. No, I remember I used to go to a church, because I, I was a religious like South Park watcher, and, and I watched a lot of Family Guy you know, I watched both That's of those. That's your church, than... huh? You went. Yeah, your yeah. Religion is no, to sorry. Watch South Park started Sunday school. <laughs> I forgot the link. The stories, which was when I would go to Sunday school, we would talk about you know the lesson that we learned, and like you know, I I wasn't right. really buying into it. No offense to everybody out there, you know, worship what you want to worship. For me, uh-huh. it wasn't it wasn't what I was buying into. I was more in it for the friends that I was there with. Every single lesson, I would try to bring it back to, you know, I learned in South Park this lesson about <laughs> every single time. I would always try to do that. And like, my, I remember and all of my like, Sunday school you, teachers Greg. being like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> good share, good share. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like a South Park character would. Just like a South Park character. And I also like, there's another beeline story here. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, small sub, sub so, stories in the Simpsons movie, like yeah. Bart and his dad. You know, Bart and Homer have a very abusive relationship. It works True. out perfectly for them, though. You know, they love each other in their own weird yeah. fucking way. And like, uh, but, but Bart starts learning throughout the course of this movie. You know, he starts seeing how Ned Flanders raises his kids, how he treats his kids, yeah. you know, how loved they feel. And he kind of starts to, like, yearn for that. He kind of starts to yearn for this, like, you know, paternal relationship that he just doesn't have. Right. And, and I enjoy that It's not like Ned's not pushing it either. Like no, Ned no, is, yeah. Ned is, like, uh, really 
it almost seems like he's vindictively doing it against Homer. It's like, you don't want to live with that kid, kid. You don't want to live with that guy, kid. Come on over. I got cocoa. Specially made. I got cocoa. Oh, man. I love when he puts that on the windowsill. It looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> then there's this one extra hand movement that doesn't do anything. So he does... <laughs> does all this he stuff to the hot chocolate he, he like grates he grates something on top of it uh i think he was like cream, wafting yeah. it for himself i can't remember yes. but i know exactly what you're oh, talking about yeah there's just like it, like, it doesn't look right so but funny. i know what you're talking about yeah like so he he does all these different things each motion like does a different thing to the cup but then he does one thing that he he lifts the I, this is what he does he lifts the 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 cup and puts it back down for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, well, I just love Bart's reaction too because he just like scurries up to it, grabs it, scurries yeah. down real fast, and he like runs away from the camera. It's like the very far background it can be, and he's like sips it. And he's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, oh <laughs> just my so god. good." <laughs> uh, and I mean, like we we got to give a shout out to the actors, the voice actors. They're of all course. famous because they are the iconic Simpsons voice actors. Dan Castellaneta, or sorry, I, I can never do his last name. Gan Castellaneta, Castellaneta. Castellaneta. I'm so sorry, but yeah, I Homer, had to have you say it to to say right. It, so. He he is Homer. He is Abe. He is Krusty the Clown. He is. A lot of fucking people. He is an amazing voice He's actor. I love him. Willy. I love Grounds Creeper Willie. Yeah, Grounds Creeper Willie. <laughs> and Itchy. And we didn't even talk Itchy and Itchy and Scratchy. But That's how oh it opens God. up. The movie opens yeah. up with the Itchy and Scratchy t- cartoon, which is the cartoon that the kids love. Very much yep. based off of Tom and Jerry, except for there's guts and blood. <laughs> Super violent. And it's so overtly violent it is pretty Love hilarious it. uh and oh, we open so up good. with an itchy scratch cartoon i'll let you see the cartoon for yourself it's a lot of fun uh if you like that sort of thing i guess maybe you have to be demented um and <laughs> <laughs> but it's a then, valuable lesson for what's gonna come for the movie that's right it, sure your actions I, your actions your actions can haunt you you know, that's right. Okay, I got it. Yeah, okay, good. It very You're much right. sets up right. Homer's story. So, so Homer in the theater, <laughs> he stands <laughs> up. It's the right away they start with a meta joke. He stands up and he's like, "Why were we all sitting here and watching what we could watch for free on TV? We're all <laughs> stupid. You're an idiot. You an idiot, and you especially you." And he's pointing at the camera directly at the camera. Yeah. And then they oh, I love it. It's a good one. I fucking yeah. love it, man. And 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 then there's uh, Julie Kavner as Marge. Always fucking brilliant. Such a good voice. It's like, I, I don't know. I know a lot of people make fun um, of her voice, but like, I've always had like a weird, like, goddamn, she, like, Marge is sexy. Like, <laughs> nobody else ha- can do it. No. I, it's her, nobody. it's her voice. And then another thing that, you know, th- I remember being surprised when I learned this one Nancy Cartwright is Bart Simpson. I remember when I was very young, when I found out that Bart was played by a female, I was like, whoa, that's so cool. And then somebody was like, yeah, so is Tommy Pickles from Rugrats. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Female voice actors, uh, gotta love them. I guess they are also uncredited as Maggie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is the she youngest does. of the Simpsons. <laughs> and, and the brightest. Uh, and the brightest. <laughs> it seems, Sorry, Lisa. Yeah, it seems the youngest they get, the, the smarter they get. Um, yeah. I do want to point out that Nancy Cartwright also plays like half of the 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 boys in the neighborhood, including yeah. Ralph Wiggum, Nelson, Mons, Nelson, and Todd Flanders, his neighbor. I love yeah. Nelson. <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and, got, oh my uh, god! And Ralph. I like men now. I <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. We won't explain that joke. We won't explain. No, I won't. I love yeah. it. <laughs> oh, I love Ralph. Ralph is so cute. So, uh, Yeardley Smith plays Lisa Simpson. Thank you. Yes, good job. Lisa is my favorite character, just like, because I love Lisa. you know I, I I identify with a uh, bookish, crazy person. <laughs> she also plays the saxophone. She loves jazz. Oh yeah, um, she's great. And yeah, she there's and she's, a, there's another side story where she meets uh the the love of her life, Colin, and he is uh Irish and not related <laughs> to Bono. His dad's not Bono. <laughs> no, he's not Bono. That's right. He's not Bono. Her dad's not Bono. <laughs> but yeah, he, ha- he has an Irish brogue as we were talking about in earlier episodes. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, who else should we mention? I mean, uh, I think the last three are the big ones. Hank Azaria, who does Mo, who's the uh, bartender. Gotta love Mo. Uh, He does a lot of other people as well. A lot. This is also, I guess it is important to say that uh, they've gotten rid of the Apu character. I think they determined it was, you know, not politically correct. Yeah, and they were just like, we, we, you know, I think they apologized for that character and like slowly. Moved him out of Springfield. Um, but he is a present in this movie, voiced by Hank Azaria. Right. There's also Harry Shearer, Shearer, who does Mr. Burns, Smithers, Ned Flanders, like a lot of people. He, oh, he also did President Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's hilarious. <laughs> and that's another thing with, uh, you know, as we as we slowly work our way to the Bob's Burgers uh, review here, with with the Simpsons cast, with the voice cast, it's sometimes very difficult to tell the same uh, actors. You know, there are some who have, like, very clear right. voices. Um, I'm, I'm struggling to remember their names, but, like, the guy who does the newscaster, uh, you know, that guy. Right. He's yeah. got a lot of similar yeah, voices. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. But, but like, when we He's get to... He's also Principal Skinner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when we get to Bob's Burgers... Most of those voice actors, when they do other characters, just sound they'll pretty much the exact same with like a weird different effect thrown on it. <laughs> like, especially H. John <laughs> Benjamin. I love H. John Benjamin, but like, why does he do uh, multiple voices? Because he just sounds the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when he does one of the little girl characters, I think it's hilarious because he also has uh, uh, a list. Yeah. But I don't think she's in the movie. I don't think this character he, made it to He me. did the, the boyfriend right. character who has a lisp. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Jimmy Journey. Yeah. Has, and, and that whole time, I'm just like, 
did they just do an effect over H. John's voice, or is he actually doing this lisp? <laughs> like, because yeah. it was. I think he's actually. Oh yeah, doing no, no voice. doubt he actually is. But like, it just, I don't know. It just felt so weird because it was just like that's just H. John Benjamin's voice, but with a lisp. <laughs> just like. <laughs> so bef- before we get too much into yeah, talking yeah. about Bob's Burgers, let's do a quick closing statement on the Simpsons. Indeed, uh, I I just fucking love it. Like all the jokes are right up my goddamn alley. Like, I never stopped laughing at this film. Obviously, I watched it, as I said, on freaking repeat for days on end. Like, God, it had to haunt my parents' minds forever. Um, I love it. You know, I give it four stars. I enjoy all the stupid jokes. I enjoy the the journey of Homer Simpson in this one and all of his his idiocy. <laughs> uh, the yeah. voice cast is just magnificent, as always. Uh, the music's by Hans Zimmer, just iconic. Yeah. Four stars. I would watch it again right now if I could. Well, I, I I give it a full face, and I do really like this movie, and I have watched it several times. Uh, I I I don't it's I don't count it upon my my favorite movies though. It, I do enjoy it, one hundred percent. And the more that I've been watching The Simpsons, which I've been doing very slowly over a couple of years, ever since Disney Plus came <laughs> right. out, um, <laughs> I have uh, I have been growing to love them even more. Uh, you know, it was mostly like something from my childhood that I wasn't supposed to watch, but I did all the time. You know, yeah. <laughs> but there is one negative thing in this movie, and that's the the woman that he meets in Alaska. The Inuit woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely a little, you know, mystical non white person trope. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't like that part so much. Uh there's some funny stuff that happens with and the it, boobs joke. But the the vision quest and stuff like that, you know, like I, I don't know. Yeah, if it's if it's somebody that's legitimately from that culture, like offering and bringing somebody in i think that's cool and awesome that you know other people have that get to have that experience but i, I just mm-hmm. feel like i don't know it's a little appropriation but it's, it's just for jokes so maybe i'm just looking too hard Definitely. into it but no i agree with you it is it is like the mar yeah, the one more of the episode thing. the one thing yeah i'm sure there's others too but like man i just enjoy it it's, it's a fun time well let's talk about bob's burgers so before we Bob, do that, yeah. can I go pee real quick? Yeah, of course you could go pee real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry, I drank my water too that, fast. That's okay. I'll be right back. I love you. Well, I feel like I should have a cigarette after that piss. It was so immaculate. <laughs> We're not keeping that in. <laughs> yes, we are. So let's talk about. We're do. Bob's We're doing burgers. this parallel bond. We're definitely keeping it in. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so here we are talking about Bob's Burgers, the movie. They made it, folks. Um, that's not theirs. It's not as I will say. It's I'm gonna I'm gonna. Man, I actually watched this show, but I can't get it in my head because it's not, it's not, it's not as catchy. It's just downright just it's isn't. Catchy. I'm sorry. I do love the music in this show. About maybe, about it takes a couple seasons, but about every fifth episode is musical 
uh, like the whole episode is musical. <laughs> right. And there is at least like one musical number in every other episode. <laughs> they really, they really start going for the music, especially because Gene just loves music. And I can appreciate that. I feel like the cast needs to be explained a little bit more than the cast of characters, rather than in the Simpsons, mm-hmm. uh, because people might be less familiar with this show. Um, <clears throat> it is a little bit newer. I don't remember when it came out, but it's got a number it's of seasons. It's in the 2010s, right? Yeah, I think it has a dozen seasons or so. Uh, so yeah, it's doing pretty good. Yeah, exactly a dozen. Oh, wow. 2012. Uh, we're not exactly caught up ourselves, but I, I know we watched at least the 10th season. So we have uh, H. John Benjamin playing uh, Bob Belcher. He uh, runs a restaurant and his family helps him uh, work it. And they also live uh, in the apartment above the, the restaurant. And that has been his dream for his entire life. And they'd lived that dream every day, but just barely. It is a barely surviving restaurant. And, and and what food would you say that Bob's Burgers provides? <laughs> they provide hamburgers made <gasps> from cow. But in the oh. first episode, it might have been human beings that... They're not entirely. I've definitely seen the first episode. It's good. So (laughs) that like like zombies in that kind of humor was a big part in the early season or so, but they step away from stepped away from that. I feel rather quickly, and it became more about like the family being a family, and it's it's a really it's a really heartwarming show sometimes. As silly nice. and stupid as they are. Like, these kids are just kind of out of control, but they love them anyways. Like, uh, so, uh, yeah. Linda Belcher is, uh, his wife. Uh, you know, they do have a lot of male, uh, actors as the female characters in this, but, uh, John Roberts as Linda Belcher is pretty freaking great. <laughs> I won't deny it. It, it is really yeah. hilarious. It's just kind of weird. I just, I just see it as Linda Belcher. Like it's a good right. woman's voice. Uh, but it's yeah. true. It, it really it, is true. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, we, we're mentioning it because I brought it up before we started recording. That it was just weird to me that you know Simpsons went. I mean, I don't want to say they went out of their way because I feel like they chose the best actors for their right. roles. Not to say that. Uh, Bob's Burgers didn't do the exact same. They definitely, their voices right. are iconic for those characters. But it's just, you know, Simpsons chose like two or three female voice actors to do many male characters. Right. Whereas Bob's Burgers chose one female. Like, I'm, uh, I told him, uh, told the Faceless Young, I counted the first 20 people on the Wikipedia voice cast, uh, list here. And of the first 20 people, three are female. This is true. And I'm just like, that's just, that blows me away that, like, most of their female voices are done by male actors. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's a little hypocritical to, to applaud one and not the other, but I don't weird, know, you know though. Like, of- it does seem weird. I mean, we have to recognize as 
white men that we had a couple centuries of privilege. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Whereas, uh, you know, women, even you having women's roles, that's only a couple, like a couple hundred years old at the present. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. It, it does seem a little weird. In, in, in but, at, but as you said, their voices are, you know, Pretty iconic, iconic for the characters. Yeah. So we, and, you know, they, they do a great job. They do. So we have Dan Mintz as the eldest, Tina Belcher. Uh, so uh, obviously another uh, cross cast, but Tina Belcher's voice, it's, it's another thing. It's just, I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. it without that voice. It's very, very yeah. low for a, a young woman, uh, but it's very much on a vocal fry to just, uh, yeah it, yeah, it works really well. Yeah, it's really good. It's, Very it's, awkward teen. <laughs> and they pull a lot of humor out of the voice uh, voice work, too, which is, yes. you know, that's kind of their, I think, intent. Yes, And, of like, course. you know, it, it definitely makes me laugh. I won't, yeah. I won't deny that. And so you have Eugene uh, Mirman playing himself. Uh, <laughs> he plays Gene, Gene Belcher. I don't know, like... If they just decided to let him be called Gene, like in the pilot, after he tested so well or whatever, <laughs> it's just impeccable that it's just he basically get does get to play himself. It seems like, like I yeah. knew of I, Eugene honestly, Merman before this show. Yeah, not very well. I've yeah, just seen I him feel, in things, and I feel the same way about H. John Benjamin. I feel like he gets to play himself, yeah. and like. I knew him because of Archer, because it's the exact right. same voice, but, like, completely different character. Completely. And, like, in Archer, it's hilarious. It's sexy. It's suave. And then in, in Bob Belcher, I'm just like, yeah, this is a real human that I could be attracted yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, his and Linda's relationship is very sweet. Oh, uh, there's yeah, a, there, is, there's a nice. lot of love in this show. That's why I appreciate it as an adult comedy uh, uh, show because like the characters like they don't have to be mean to each other or hate each other for it to be funny like there's yeah. all the goofs are not about them being mad at each other like they put their feet in their mouths a lot and and definitely <laughs> in this movie they do uh and uh, one more person the the first uh, leading female it's Kristen Shaw playing Louise Belcher uh, a brilliant yeah, my star favorite voice actor on the list yeah one of the best she's definitely one of the oh, best yeah. and she, I knew her I, I because her. of the Flight of the Concords HBO right. show yeah. oh my god she is so perfect in that show oh like, so so cringy that character though like sometimes <laughs> I'm like oh, <laughs> when she's really getting up on Brett Oh man! Oh my god! They're just so fucking clueless about everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh the fucking uh, draw the painting that she does of them. I love it. Oh my god! So, yeah. secret review of Flight of the Concords, also of what we do in the shadows, the TV show, which didn't actually say anything about it, but it's it's running. It's currently running. It's fourth season right now. So. <clears throat> Uh, that's that's our main cast. That's what we'll go with right now. They have to pay rent. It's really behind, and they ask for an extension from the bank 
on a loan as well. Uh, and no, it's not that they're trying to pay rent. It's the loan that they're trying to pay off. So they, they, they're right. They have the money for the rent, but they don't have money for this loan. And so they need the business. And right then, a sinkhole opens up in front of the restaurant and also mm-hmm. reveals a dead body down there. Oh, and it finds shit. out it turns out that they were murdered. And so now his in front of his restaurant is a crime scene and he has to find out a way to make the money to pay the bank so that they don't have to close the restaurant because all of the right. cooking equipment would be uh, repossession. Uh, so he thinks he'll go to his landowner, uh, Grover Fishoder, played by David Wayne. I'm sorry, Calvin Fishoder, played by Calvin Klein. Uh, I knew I had that right wrong as soon as I said David Wayne. I, I just remember him as Fish- Mr. Fishoder because that's what they call him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Cal, I never knew it was Kevin Klein. <laughs> I never knew. <laughs> That is Kevin Klein, and this character's been in the show for a long time. Uh, but he we- he wears an all white suit and has a white eye patch to match, and he's just uh, a funny rich man, uh, very eccentric. Eccentric, and uh, he wants Bob wants to find him so he could ask for uh, what does he want exactly? He wants the rent to be excused. So that he yeah, can pay, he wants a, a, yeah. pay the bank instead. And since, you know, it's a pretty reasonable request. People can't get into my restaurant because there's a giant hole in front of it. In right. Front of it. I mean, Laura knows if there's construction outside of any business, it lowers its productivity on that day. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. Yeah. If people if people have to go underneath like uh, uh, construction equipment, kind of like big crane or whatever, they're just gonna be like, eh, I don't want you know that restaurant today. I'll go over to the hot dog stand. Right, right. Instead. It's like, oh, they're probably closed, even if they're not. <laughs> yeah, even if Bob is standing for yeah. at the window, <laughs> please come in and get a burger. Uh, so after a, uh, a day or two of absolutely no business. Uh, their buddy Teddy comes up with the idea of making a cart, which they don't have a license for, but they take the cart down on the street and then down to the, the Wonder Wharf, which is also owned by the yeah. fish owners, um, to sell burgers. Uh, but they have to avoid the law at the same time. Uh, meanwhile, Bob is trying to get in contact with Mr. Fish Odor. But because of this dead body that was found, he is uh, he's taken in. He's taken in as a suspect. Um, Mr. Fishoder is. Mr. Yeah. Fishoder is. Then it comes down to trying to find and talk to Felix Fishoder, which maybe that was more on the the kids' side of it. Felix is Calvin's little brother, and he's played by uh, Zach Galifianakis. You can keep him apart because he looks like Drew Carey with a purple suit. so uh what am i missing here so uh louise is the one who discovers the um the body in the hole because she falls in because i don't know why i don't remember excuses 
she wants to prove her uh, her toughness because she's being made fun of at school for her, right. her goofy uh, bunny ear hat, which is in itself iconic and cute and right. adorable and great. It is awesome. And I love uh, – this is a, a spoiler of this being the con- content in the film, but I'm not going to spoil the details. You do get the origins of the bunny hat. That's yeah, true. That is true. And, and I, nice. I enjoy it. I like the message there. I like, uh, you know, I do enjoy her backstory. Everybody else, they kind of give uh, uh, Tina and Jean their own, like, motivations and, yeah. like, goals, I guess. Jean, yeah. not so much, but, like, Jean, well, Jean has a new sound that he's testing out. And if you know anything about Jean Belcher is that <laughs> yeah. he's a musician who loves the the library of sounds that you can create on synthesizers and yeah. uh yeah he's found a new sound where he taped a spoon to like a uh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but yeah. it just goes boing and he just dreams of using that sound in his band that includes his siblings and some of their friends <laughs> and playing at the wonder wharf in the shell that's that's his dream yeah. that's his goal it's true yeah, uh, it just it doesn't tie into the story, and neither no, does it just really, gives the Tina's... it just gives the awesome song at the end. That's all. Yeah, exactly. And Tina's trying to get uh, with the, the boy. Uh, uh, hey, thank you, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Pesto Jr. H. John Benjamin. Jimmy Pesto Jr. <laughs> Jesus, H. John Benjamin with a lisp, and, <laughs> <laughs> and that's like her motivation, really. Yeah. So it's just like the the movie really is just for for Bob and for uh uh Luis Luis uh as if you're talking right. about the kid Lois Louise is the kid <laughs> Louise yeah. jeez I don't know why I struggle with that name I That's look a, at it and I just can't pronounce that kind of a name I think um, it's because there is like a hundred percent a hundred ways to say Louis yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like, I, I read a lot of French novels, so it's like when I look at that name, I f- see Louis, and I'm just like, Louis, Louise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah like my great grandpa, who I, I never knew, his name was Louis, but it was spelled just like that, but without the E. So, you know. Yeah. Yep. Fuck it. And, and when, then I, see I, people, know when I see American people, people with that name, I'm Lewis. just like, about. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Fuck. Because I mean, that's one of the, uh, where I work so. at when I <laughs> where I work at though when I when I see people who they come up and they have that name I'm just like Lewis <laughs> and I just like have to gauge them. <laughs> Thank you, Louis. Louis. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but yeah. It's they their 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 stories tina and and jean and and even linda to an extent like they don't really matter so much to the main story which is just like bob and and luis um right. both of them like having their own motivations met and 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 accomplished and it's i won't deny it's entertaining like the the movie itself is very entertaining it's fun to watch everything unfold i like the mystery behind right. the the dead body that's yeah. a that's a nice uh thing to pull it all together it's a nice glue but but like a lot of the the the, the songs even like that kind of stuff it's just They're not goofy. necessary even though i like the songs yeah they just don't add anything 
I don't even remember any of them. I like, loved not... the song with the carnies. That was a legit jam. I, it was good. But I don't remember it. I, I have don't to remember watch it like words three times because they're it. you know it's a comedy song and it, yeah. it wasn't. I wouldn't I say that the lyrics like... were necessarily uh, catchy, but that that tune was pretty yeah. good with that particular song. Yeah, I gotta say, I listen to a lot of comedy music, and I remember a lot of comedy lyrics because you know there is a there is a right. way to white catchy comedy. But yeah, th- a lot of it was just kind of like a miss for me. A lot of the the musical choices and and yeah, the story elements, like things would happen, and I would just be like, that didn't seem like it's gonna be important later, and it wasn't important later. It was <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff that's like you know, a lot of just fill, true. a lot of fill to make it a big movie, right. And, and I don't know, like, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't have me laughing as much either. That's the other sad thing. It's uh, like, uh, yeah, there, there. It took a little bit more, and so does the show in general. Takes a little bit more of a serious. Uh, well, I mean, they're both comedies, obviously, and they're both pretty goofy. Right. But the storytelling is a little bit more grounded. I'll say in Bob's Burgers than it is in The Simpsons. The Simpsons can do like the okay. Homer Simpson literally swings on a wrecking ball and wrecks into a rock in a hard place. Okay, yeah, swinging from nowhere, <laughs> like uh, the, the rope nowhere. just goes off into the sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, there's just there's just a different level of how real the world feels, and and I feel right. like. The real the world is a little more real in Bob's Burgers, uh, as ridiculous it, and uh, punny as it is. And to give them to give them some credit to to because I, I again I haven't watched the show for for either of these really. I haven't been like a regular viewer for either of these, but I've seen much less Bob's Burgers than I've seen episodes sure. of The Simpsons. But to give Bob's Burgers credit, somebody told me that the sinkhole has been forming for the past couple seasons, apparently. Like, apparently, if you watch the past couple seasons oh, really? of the Bob's Burgers, the sidewalk before the, the store has apparently been, like, weathering down or, like, maybe, like, going a little concave kind of thing. I don't know. I can't back that up. That's just what I've been huh. told. But, well, I haven't yeah, watched the last couple seasons, building so towards I, it. I can't. I can't say, but now you get to look forward to looking yeah, for that. <laughs> I'm just behind enough. But I think that's a really cool fact if it's true. Like, you yeah, know, that's that's some really good thinking. Like, clearly they were they were having this plan. They're like, that can make a good movie, right? You know, let's roll with it. I wonder if, and, uh, oh, what was the carney's name? The guy who ended up in the hole. Uh, it was it was oh, something. Yeah, Dan. Who was that? Is it? It was Dan. <laughs> Carney Dan. Carney Dan. It might have just been Carney Dan. I, I don't know that he ever had any. The fucking lines, tooth. So I'm not going to find him. Yeah, the fucking tooth. Ew. <laughs> candy Dan. Cotton Candy Dan. Cotton Candy Dan. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I wonder oh. if there's any episodes with Cotton Candy Dan. That would. Be I will say I do love that the tooth being a very gross moment of that uh, of the discovering the body. I won't explain why the tooth is gross, but it, it was a very gross moment of discovering the body. I love how that came back into play at the yeah. uh, at the end. Yeah. That's very good storytelling. You know, it's just Chekhov's gun or whatever right. you want to call it. Like you, you brought it in. You got to pay it off. But that said, there is a lot that isn't 
you know, doesn't get payoff uh, satisfactorily through the story. It just, it's tacked sure. on at the end, like Gene's musical performance. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't get really a chance to like prove himself at the end there. I mean, they all kind of have some small moments, but he really just farts in the car and kind of fucks everybody over when they have limited oxygen. <laughs> like <laughs> poor Gene. Poor Gene. <laughs> so uh, let's do closing statements. I- I'll go ahead and let's go first. It. And say that I did enjoy this movie, and I felt that it was a good movie that to represent what Bob Burgers is. Uh, I I will say though, I think you'll get more out of the movie if you're a Bob's Burgers fan because you you are already in love with these characters, and like you said that you have not watched very much of the show, and before we recorded said that you weren't so sure that the family liked each other so much. And and maybe that's true. It seems true in this representation. This, uh, you know, there has to be some conflict in this particular, you know, in this movie. But in the show, yeah. it's they're just very heartwarming. And, and it, it, me and uh, Sarah have fallen in love with them. Uh, but we haven't checked in on them for a while. So we will now that we have watched their movie. <laughs> and I'm happy they got a movie. I give it a face. I'm not going to say it's something perfect, but I think it's good for the show. And I'm running out of battery power, so I'm going to try to be quick here. Oh, me too. I I enjoyed the movie. I I, I thought the the show was fine. I give it two and a half stars. It was was funny. I enjoyed it enough. To go back on the, you know, not having seen the shows again when I watched Simpsons, I hadn't seen more than like maybe three episodes before watching the Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with that movie. I literally, again, I watched it over and over at least three times in one day. I can remember that. Yeah. And with Bob's Burgers, it's probably the same thing. I've only seen three episodes, maybe four. I didn't feel the need to rewatch it. I don't think I'll go back to it. I might go back to the show and give the show another chance. Right. Yeah. I but like, you too. I have no, I haven't, yeah, I don't have much interest. Like, I agree with you. It, it, the the, sh- the movie works better if you're a fan of the show, whereas you can just hop into the Simpsons movie and have a good time there. I think so. so like, I think I agree. Yeah. Uh, so so this genre SmackDown, I'll give it to, to the Simpsons. And I will and we'll have to agree with you. It is very obvious that Bob's Burgers takes inspiration from the Simpsons. I mean, oh, obviously yeah. every show with this formula does so yeah. uh we we thank you uh for your years of service oh dear show uh you can <laughs> stop if you want it's allowed uh <laughs> I, I don't know i feel like if if all television just boils down to the simpsons and doctor who that just makes sense to me that just makes sense <laughs> to me <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, I think that's been our show. Yes, it has. Thank you guys so much for listening. We always love you. Um, and we'll be here again next Monday. And then next Thursday. And then again. And then next Monday. <laughs> and then next Thursday. As much as you want us, we'll be there. And as much as you don't, we exactly. will be there. <laughs> and on all of those days. I will be who I am today, which is the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I will be who I am tomorrow. The Faceless Leon. <laughs> a safe travels and good night. <laughs> Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. Are you a fan of the show? 
feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe, or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.